Hello everyone and welcome to HVC Online. I'm Tess and this is Dave. And we're here to talk about sharing Jesus in a COVID world. COVID's new to all of us, all of us, and sharing Jesus in a COVID world is also new to all of us. Mm. So Dave, can you introduce yourself and kind of kick us off? Yeah, welcome everyone. As Tess said, my name is Dave. Uh, I'm one of the pastors at HBC. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited to be here to think through how we can continue to tell people about Jesus in the midst of a COVID yep. world. Because I think one of the realities is that, uh, that life is changing. Um, life is crazy at the moment. Uh, there's lots of fear and anxiety um, and people aren't sure what the future holds for yep. them. And yet one of the great comforts we have as Christians is that uh, our God doesn't change. Uh, he is the same. He is still our good and loving God in the midst of chaos uh, and fear and anxiety that's all around us. Uh, and he's still growing his kingdom. He's still going to continue um, to bring people to trust and know and love Jesus, which means I think we should be continuing to think about how we can share Jesus in the midst of a COVID world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, Dave, we're going to be talking about how we're going to be talking about Jesus. But how do we kind of do that when we're all socially isolated, we're meant to be not even 1.5 metres, you know, next to each other, everyone's kind of in their own homes. Yeah. What, how are we going to keep in touch with people? Yeah, it's a great question. I was thinking, you know, it's weird because we are becoming more socially isolated and more distant from each other, uh, less physical contact. But I was thinking the other day, there, there are still lots of opportunities where we do rub shoulders with people. Now, obviously, you want to keep the, the 1.5 uh, metres distance apart from one another. But yet, a lot of people still go to work, uh, yeah. a lot of health professionals. You still have to go to the shops. Um, you can still get your hair cut. So it's worth acknowledging from the outset that there are still opportunities to talk with people about Jesus when we see them physically, when we're face to face. Uh, and we want to take those opportunities where we can. But having said all that, the, the world is different and we are further apart. Uh, we don't see as many people face to face. And, and I, think, I think we have to think about how the reality of our relationships is changing. Mm. How we do relationships is changing, isn't it? So uh, because we're not as face to face with anyone anymore, I think we have to think about what are the opportunities I can interact with people um, that isn't face-to-face. -face. So I don't know, you might have thoughts on this as well, Tess, but I was thinking Zoom. Zoom has become this, this really big and popular kind of uh, platform where you can see people and talk to people and have meetings. Um, I've heard of people doing Zoom parties where they, yes. they watch a movie together online. Um, they play a video game. Uh, you can play an online game over Zoom as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've got thoughts on that. Yeah, I definitely have not been playing video games via Zoom, but maybe that's because I sort of didn't play video <laughs> games before Zoom. Yeah. I definitely did feel in my first week of um, kind of COVID uh, lockdown as such that I felt pretty Zoomed out. Like we did, I had a 
bit of a Zoom meeting kind of every yeah. night. And yeah, it is a great way to see people's face and stay connected and yeah, yeah keep those relationships going. And you can obviously do that with more than more than one person. So it is very effective. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and I think you know it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a video game. You could have dinner with people. I know of book clubs that have been online via Zoom as well. Uh, the other day, some people from my gym and I we did a, we did a class together oh, over Zoom. It was a little bit awkward and different, but it was still fun just to hang out with them. And that, that's one way I think our relationships are changing uh, is we can still hang out, but via online media platforms. I think another is social media, right? Yes. So where uh, you can message each other over Facebook Messenger, send a text message, those kind of things. But then the, the old school one, I reckon, is just to pick up the phone. Yes. That's one way we can build our friendships with people. Pick up the phone, uh, give someone a call. You know, that still works. If you dial in a number and press the green <laughs> button, it actually does connect to someone else's phone. And you can have a conversation with them. Uh, yeah, see how they are. That's definitely been my preferred method during this time. I think, like, I'm still working. I work as a GP, so I still go to work. And my husband also works at the hospital. And we have a toddler, so quite sort of time poor in terms of having Zoom parties. But I've had some really good phone calls with people um, during nap time or um, not my nap time, obviously my son's nap time or after dinner. And it's, yeah, it's been really good because the, our dialogue is changing and people are asking different sorts of questions. And I've had some really encouraging conversations just through the phone. Like I'm, you know, as I said, I'm not going to be playing Zoom parties or yeah. kind of, I'm not a big social media poster, but definitely the old school phone calls working That's for right. me. That's right. And I think the thing is to, to try and find what works for you. Yeah. Uh, to try and find what it is that suits, firstly, your demographic, um, yeah, your style as a person, uh, and also the type of relationship you have with people. So some people, I wouldn't call them because I, I just don't have that yeah. relationship with them yet. Um, but I'd definitely flick them a message uh, or, yeah, invite them to, yeah, I don't know, come and play a game online if that was my style, right? But you have to find out what works for you. Yes. Uh, and think about the type of relationship you have with people. And I think another thing is you have to embrace the weirdness of it. Mm. Like, it, it does, it is different. We're not used to interacting this way, but it will become more normal. So just embrace when it does feel a little bit weird and awkward. Uh, I think the other thing is um, think about how you can bring others in. So as we want to build friendships, use all these different ways of connecting with people, we don't just want to do it one-to-one. -one. Yeah. Like, and a good example of this is if you are uh, having watching a movie with some people from church over Zoom, right, um, you might invite your friend to come and watch that movie with you. But I think the big thing is as we do all this, the reality is we're going to have to take initiative. Yes. We're going to have to be the ones who step out and build those connections and find ways of maintaining the friendships in a way that is different to what we're used to. Yeah, and I think, Dave, as you say that, like I've been thinking kind of every day, how, how can we do that? And last week, one of the, my husband's colleague's wife, she messages me all the time. She's a lovely Christian lady and she checks in with me all the time. And one of the other wives is also a Christian and we've been messaging each other. And I was like, why don't we make a group and include one of the non-Christian wives so that we can all encourage each other. And there's kind of three Christians and, you know, one starting off with one non-Christian and just to kind of keep checking in on each other during COVID. Yeah. Um, and 
and because I found her encouragement to me so wonderful and yeah it was really I thought let's extend this circle yeah that's um, fantastic and that's still we're still kind of on the phone and texting um not, we're not zooming yet but yeah <laughs> yeah that's fantastic and I think people will feel loved by that by you reaching out to them yeah. trying to make contact with them checking how they're going that is going to speak volumes to that Definitely. person, how you feel about them and yeah, that you care about them. It's a pretty lonely time in COVID and people are looking for, for ways of being connected and yeah, not being kind of left out and stuck at home. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. All right, so how do we kind of keep Jesus on the agenda? Like it's all good to do kind of workouts, but how do you go from kind of, you know, doing a kettlebell swing to bringing up yeah. Jesus, I yeah. mean. Yeah, that's a great question. I think and, and sometimes the, the format doesn't necessarily lend itself to that as yep. well. It's worth acknowledging that just because you're hanging out with someone uh, doesn't mean that you have to try and work Jesus into that conversation. And yet I think we want to think about how we can, can do that intentionally, how yep. we, when we can create opportunities to actually talk about Jesus with people. And I've been doing a little bit of thinking on this. And, you know, you and I were saying before, Tess, that we're working this out. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is new to us. We're not in any way yeah. the experts. That was my reservation about doing this video. I thought, oh, gosh, what do I know? It's yeah. so new to us all. That's right. And the sense in which we feel re really ill-equipped yeah. to this. Uh, but a couple of thoughts I've had initially, I was thinking about angles into creating a conversation about Jesus. Yep. And I think COVID actually gives us a few. Uh, the first is thinking about the good and the bad of humanity that's on display in the midst of COVID. Mm. So it's been crazy when you think about it. There's, this, there's, there's been this incredible kind of uh, selfishness that you see with things like um, um, freak out shopping. What's it called again? Panic, Panic buying. buying. Panic buying. Panic buying. Um, there's been this really selfishness. There's been fights in the supermarket yeah. and things like that. Um, but then you also see these incredibly good acts of humanity, people reaching out and offering help yep. to those in need, um, people giving money uh, to those who are yeah, less fortunate or have lost jobs in this time. And so there's, it, it's on display for the world, isn't it? This great good side of humanity and this bad side of humanity as well. And I think a helpful question to ask in this time would be, how do you make sense of that? Mm. You know, you're talking about what's going on in the shops and you're seeing all the chaos uh, on display. A question you could ask is, why are people like this? Why do you think people are like this? And I mean, from a Christian perspective, uh, we, we know why people are yeah. like this. It's, we see the good of humanity because we're created in the image of God. right? Yeah. And so humans are capable of incredibly good acts and yet Genesis 3 shows us that yeah, we've rebelled against God. Um, we've rejected Him. And that means that we do incredible acts of wrong, yeah. don't we? We do um, incredibly evil things. And so Christianity has this really great explanation that makes sense of what we see around us. And so maybe that's a way you could... Yeah, I've definitely Jesus. found that, Dave. A lot of people, I've had conversations with lots of people, kind of my dad and some of my other friends, and they're saying things like, oh, you know, there's too many of us, there's too many of us. And I've heard that so many times and it made me stop and think, like, what does that mean? Like, if we were all kind of acting the way God intended us before the fall, would it still feel like there were too many of us? And so it does lend for these conversations about really simple 
gospel principles that we can just kind of, you know, yeah. maybe we're very clear at speaking them or we can kind of fumble our way through and then come back and have better conversations yeah, definitely. later. But yeah, I found that there are lots of opportunities to talk about those sorts of things. Definitely, yeah. And that, so that, that's one is you ask, how do you explain uh, what yep. we see in humanity? How do you explain the good and the bad that's on display flowing from human hearts yep. in this chaotic situation. A another one, I think a big one, is, is through the angle of fear and anxiety. Yep. There's so much fear and anxiousness, isn't there? There's fear about our job security. There's yep. fear about our finances. There's fear of um, being in isolation and feeling alone, sickness and death. Just a general fear about what the future holds yep. for us. And I think one of the things that COVID has exposed for us uh, is just how little we are in control of life. Mm. I think we think all the time that, you know, we're, we're in control of our own destiny, that um, we determine our own fates. And yet in, in like less than a month, yep. our whole world has just been turned upside down. Yeah, suddenly we're not creating our own security Definitely. sort of anymore. Yeah, and yeah. people feel that. That's a yep. real present feeling for people. And so I think one of the questions you could ask at this point is, well, what's been stressing you out? Yep. What's been uh, making you feel nervous and anxious during this time? What are, you, what are you most worried about? And then I think another kind of subset of that could be, um, what is it that gets you through? in yep. this time? What are you depending on in all the uh, anxiety and fear, with all the anxiety and fear that's going on? Yeah, what is it that's getting you through? Yes. And again, yep. as Christians, we, we have this great comfort, don't we? That yep. even with all the chaos that's going on and all the changing uh, of the world that we know, we have this great comfort that our God doesn't change and that he promises to work for our good. Romans 8 says that uh, God will work for the good of those who love him, um, which doesn't necessarily mean we won't be affected by the, the things that COVID brings. Oh, absolutely. But it does mean that no matter how we are affected, we can have certainty about our relationship with God, about our future, a joy and a hope that's there yep. in all of those circumstances. I really relate to that one, Dave, because I think when this all started, I found myself you know, in a bit of a, a bit of a panic too, working in the hospital and in the medical system, everything was changing so quickly. Yeah. And I got to work one morning and I was just, I was really stressed. Like everything was changing. And my boss is this beautiful Christian woman. And she mm. came and she sat with me and she just said, she reminded me of the verse in Timothy about how God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of one of love and power and self-discipline. And I was so encouraged by that and reminded. And I, then I've seen how our whole workplace has been impacted by her attitude kind of spreading throughout our environment yeah. of, of love and kind of we don't need to have that fear because we have um, security in God. Yeah. And that's made a massive difference to our workplace compared to other workplaces and really encouraged me to then kind of take that um, way with other people and talking to them about fear and, yeah, encouraging our Christian brothers and sisters as well yeah. and bringing it up with non-Christians, definitely. Yeah, so that's... that's uh, way number two there is to think about uh, what is it that's stressing you out? What are you worried about? And what do you cling to yes. in those times? You can ask that question uh, as well. A, a third way, a final way, was actually just through the, the most obvious one of suffering and death. Mm. You know, there is uh, so much um, pain and hardship uh, that, 
that's all around us at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. And suffering and death is on the agenda. Um, and I, I think I would want to say a couple of things here is, um, I think the first thing to recognise is that we actually want to mourn with people. Yeah. Um, as much as we want to tell them about Jesus and take the opportunities to do that, there is a right time and place for these kind of things. And so I think the first thing we want to say is when we come across our friends who are suffering or they're mourning with people, we want to sit with them and yeah. weep and pray uh, and share their pain. There's this wonderful proverb, uh, Proverbs 17, verse 17, that says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time mm -hmm. of adversity. And I think that's just a reminder that um, when people are going through suffering or death is uh, really um, yeah, evident around them, uh, the first thing to do is mourn with them, yeah. pray with them, um, be a friend for them. But there is also uh, an opportunity to ask some questions here. And one of the questions we can ask is actually a question that gets asked of Christianity a lot. Yeah. And that is, why do you think suffering exists? I think that's a fantastic question yeah. that we can ask people. What's the point of all this? Why does this exist? And, and what do you think happens when we die? That's another great question as well. Yeah, a big, big question, big question. Big question. Yeah. Now, obviously, you want to ask these questions at the right time. And they're going to lead to um, questions about you and what you yeah. believe uh, as well about suffering and death. But the point of this is to ask these questions in such a way that we might have the opportunity to speak about the hope that we have, yes. the hope of Jesus' resurrection, which means um, certainty of a world where there'll be no more suffering, uh, no more death, where just as Jesus was raised, we will be raised to eternal glory with him as well. And I think that's a wonderful comfort yes. uh, and opportunity to talk about Jesus with people. Absolutely. Mm. All right, Dave. So we've kind of um, talked about those uh, three big um, ideas. Yeah. Um, what's next? Like, what do we, you know, what else have you got to yeah, yeah. I, I, offer I, us? A couple of thoughts I had about this. I, I think one of the things we're trying to do here is just put Jesus on the agenda yep. in our conversation. And so these questions are, they're meant to open up a discussion about stuff that is deeper in life, right? That as you're building those friendships with people and you ask these questions, hopefully it leads to a discussion about things which really matter and are on people's minds in this time. And so I think one of the, a couple of tips I would have is as you ask the question, you want to genuinely listen to people. You want to hear them, right? You, you don't want to keep jumping in over the top of them, but you yes. want to uh, try and really understand where it is they're coming from in this situation. And what you're hoping is that it will in turn lead them to ask you a question or what you think about that topic that you've raised, which gives you a chance to explain some of the great truths uh, about what we believe to people in a way that leads them to Jesus. The other thing to say is that um, you can just ask, right? You, you can just say, hey, do you mind if I share with you what I believe about Jesus? I, I was thinking we're kind of doing all these um, clever yeah. ways to bring up Jesus on the agenda. And, and I love that. So I love that style of talking to people about Jesus. Um, but I was reminded uh, yeah, of a story um, of a guy in America and he joined a football team. Uh, and on his first day of training, um, this, this 
his, his, uh, the bloke who was playing with him, one of his teammates, just came up to him and said, introduced himself and said, I'm a Christian. I'd love to talk to you about Jesus sometime. When are we going to do that? Nice. <laughs> now, like, that's not my style, but it is some people's yeah. style. Yeah. And so I think maybe one thing you could do if it is your style is just get on the phone, call your friend and say, hey, just with everything that's been going on, I'd love to just talk to you about Jesus. You, you know I'm a Christian. You know I've got these beliefs. Can we have a chat about that sometime? That I'd love to do that. I'd love to share with you what I believe. And yeah, that's, that's another valid way of talking about Jesus with people. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing I would probably say here is this can feel daunting, right? You're opening yeah. up a conversation uh, and they're probably going to ask you questions. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to have all the answers before we can start a conversation about Jesus. But I want to just encourage you, start the conversation. Yep. And if you don't have the answer, just say, I yep. don't know. That's a great question. Uh, I'll have to think about that and get back to you. People, people aren't expecting you to have all the answers about yep. everything. What we want to encourage is a real conversation where you hear what they believe and you get the opportunity to share what you believe yep. as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think the conversations are actually happening a lot more naturally than, um, like, it, it doesn't have to feel kind of contrived or, or, like, I've just had conversations about, there's so many decisions being made all the time. Mm. And so when I'm talking to friends about, oh, oh how did you make that decision and decide to do that this week? And for us, like, most of our decisions are made via kind of gospel principles. And I'll be like, oh, well, you know, this is what we believe. This is how I made this decision. So mm. things are... Like it's actually, I found I've had a lot of conversations in the past two weeks that I haven't been having previously, just because yeah. lots of people are are asking questions and are making changes to their life and want to know sort yeah. of different things. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think that's the thing. Like the opportunities are there yep. at the moment, and yep. we just have to be looking for them, intentional about them, uh, even even creating them when we need to. Yeah, yep. and being good listeners. I really like how you mm. said that. It's a really good time to listen to people because everyone is feeling a bit uneasy yeah yeah all right Dave so what's the next step what do we what do we do after we've kind of yeah had these conversations yeah, and we've, yeah. you know we've told our friend that we want to chat to them about Jesus because we're Christians and then we <laughs> yeah yeah do that I, I think yeah I, hopefully hopefully you can see what we've been talking about so far the first thing we want to do is be intentional about just keeping the friendships building the friendships with people through the different mediums that we have to do that yep. now. The second thing is we want to keep Jesus on the agenda and that can be uh, taking the opportunity to ask a question um, that leads to a discussion about something deeper where you can talk about Jesus and why you believe what you believe and those kind of things. The third thing to say is I reckon what can happen is you're having this conversation with someone and it's going really great and then all of a sudden you're like, what do I oh, do? Now what? Yeah. yeah, what do I do? I, I reckon one of the things to keep in mind is uh, to always keep in mind is what can I invite my friend to? Yep. What's the next thing that I can invite them to? And look, there is just a whole bunch of things that you can give to people as a next step or you can invite them to as a next step. Um, for HBC Online, we just uploaded some uh, videos on uh, hope beyond cure. Oh, great. Um, yeah, sharing about the Christian hope um, Yeah, in the face of death yep. and things like that. They're fantastic. That's a fantastic resource for people who aren't uh, Christians. Um, the second thing is um, you can read the Bible with them one-to-one. -one. 
Maybe you want to invite them to come and read the Bible with you. You can invite them to Life Online. Oh, wow, uh, we're doing yeah. Life Online. Yeah, after Easter, uh, we're going to be kicking off a Life Series Online, cool. which we've kind of already trialled. Yep. And I think that's a fantastic thing you could be inviting people to. But I reckon the big one that's coming up, which is just such a good opportunity we have to take hold of, yep. is Easter Friday. Yeah. Jesus is already on the agenda because yep. it's Easter. People are asking the big questions about life yep. because of COVID. We have the opportunity to connect those two things. As yes. we're chatting to them about Jesus, we can invite them along to Easter, Good Friday uh, service at HBC Online. Now, you can do that a couple of ways. Maybe you want to invite them into a Zoom and watch it with them. Um, yeah, at, yeah, great idea. On Friday morning. Uh, the other thing you can do is just share the link with them and they can watch it uh, at a time that's, that's good for them yep. uh, as well. But I think one of the important things to say here is we don't just want to give them the next step yep. and then let them go. But, you know, you want to, for example, if you want to invite them to Easter on Good Friday, you actually want to have a conversation after that as well. Yeah. Get in touch with them and say, hey, how did, how did you find it? Um, did you connect with anything that was said? What, what questions did it raise for you? And I think that is an opportunity where you can say to people, so what is it you actually think about Jesus? Yep. What do you make of this whole Christianity thing? And again, having in mind what I want to invite them to next, yep. the Life Series Online, reading the Bible one-to-one, -one, yep. those kind of things. Yep. So yeah. knowing your next step as you start to talk to them about Jesus, uh, that's really helpful. Yeah, that's what I often find that, you know, you get somewhere with someone and someone messaged me yesterday, which was amazing. Um, and they said that they wanted to come back to church because they'd had an encounter with a, a doctor that goes to our church. They had a telehealth conference with them and said, that's awesome. yeah, I'm keen to come back to church. And I felt like, oh, I'd invited them to wave before and like movers and groovers. It's like, what's next? So, yeah, yeah, it's really, I think it's really helpful to know, OK, we've got Easter coming up. You can do life online. And, yeah, we can still read the Bible with people one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so hopefully as we've been chatting, you've kind of seen these four big categories um, as we think about sharing Jesus in a COVID world, kind of four areas to think into. Uh, and the first one is how do I keep building my friendships with people? How yep. do I keep connecting with them? I've got to take the initiative to invite them to things, um, to connect with them online, to give them a call uh, I want to keep building that friendship. Yep. That's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, how do I put Jesus on the agenda? How do I ask a question that's going to help us dive into something deeper? Yep. Uh, the third question is, what do, what do I want to invite them to next? What is the thing that as we're having this conversation about Jesus, I want to invite them to next? Uh, and the fourth thing is, how do I follow them up after they come along to something like that? What questions do I want to ask them and what's the next step for them? there as well. And I think that's a kind of helpful framework as we think about sharing Jesus in a COVID world um, for us to keep thinking through. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, it, it is quite, it can seem quite overwhelming at this time, but we're, you know, we're still all here as a church. We can take these questions. Like if you don't know what to do, we're more than happy for you to kind of run things by us. And that makes us feel excited too, that we're still, you know, evangelizing and yeah. there's still people out there asking questions. Like we're really encouraged by that. So yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a really helpful point, Tess. You might have uh, ideas about how to do things. Share those. Oh, tell us because, yeah. tell you know, us, we're new another. too. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. 
there are, there are so many opportunities to talk about Jesus. And of, as we said right at the start, the reality is that he's still, he's still building his kingdom. Yep. He's still taking the gospel out. Uh, we're still expecting him to save people because COVID won't stop him. And I think one of the things that means for us in all of this, I think one of the most important things we should, of course, be doing is continuing to pray. Yep. Continuing yep. to pray because it's God who saves people. Uh, it's God who builds his kingdom and he chooses to use us by his grace and his goodness. Absolutely. Um, and so if the kingdom's going to be built, it has to start with uh, prayer. Yep. It has to start with us bringing people before God and asking him to save them. Well, should we pray now? Dave, do you want to pray for us now and um, our audience so that we can yeah, wrap up? Fantastic. I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that um, in the midst of everything that is going on uh, in our world at the moment, um, that you do not change, that you are constant, that you are good, and that you are continuing to build your kingdom. Thank you that uh, your gospel will go out and you will save people and you'll bring them to trust and follow Jesus and join us in living for him. Father, it is our joy to see you save people to see you rescue them from death to life, um, to see you bring them into the kingdom of your son who you love. And we pray that we would see this happen all around us during uh, this COVID-19 period. Father, we pray that you would uh, help us to keep building our friendships with people and taking the initiative to do that. We pray that you would give us um, courage and um, help us be thoughtful about how to put Jesus on the agenda and ask questions um, that do that. Father, we pray too that uh, as we ask those questions, we would know what we want to invite people to and that uh, we might invite them to things like uh, life online or to read the Bible one-to-one or to watch a resource. We pray with Easter coming up that you would help us to invite people to this, knowing it's a great opportunity for them to hear about the hope that we have. And Father, after that, we ask you would give us uh, energy, um, and a desire to follow people up, to ask how they found it, um, to keep uh, challenging them um, with who Jesus is and calling them to trust and follow him. And Father, we long for that day when Jesus will return and make all things right. And we uh, can't wait to see the people that you have rescued um, standing with us, gathered around the throne of Jesus, praising him for eternity. And we ask all this in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Dave. Thanks heaps. And um, yeah, we really look forward to kind of hearing people's ideas. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and how you're going with it all. Sounds good. We'll see you later.